WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. And hello and welcome everybody to another episode of Three Point Conversion. I'm your host, Carson Keel. And Adam Hambright. And we have a lot of talk to talk about this episode. Uh, let's get straight into it with XFL Week 6. Uh, a lot of games. Let's start off, of course, with Seattle at Orlando that kicked off on Saturday. Seattle wins a somewhat close game, uh, surprisingly, uh, to kind of keep going uh, in the season. Uh, your thoughts on this game, especially how Orlando is still spiraling. Yeah, Orlando, still the worst team in the league, still have not won a game. Seattle had probably their worst game all season, at least, you know, the last couple of weeks. They're on a four-game winning yeah. streak now. Um, they did not play as well as they're used to playing, but they did it against Orlando. Yeah. So they didn't really have to worry about too much. They ended up winning the game 26-19. to It was like a one-point game before Seattle put in another touchdown. Uh, ben Danucci, once again, had an okay day. He's kind of taken a step back. He was playing a lot better a couple weeks ago. 18-35, 177, two touchdowns, one interception. Still not getting anything going on the ground. But the big news for Orlando came out that Quentin Dormandy did not right. sell the playbook, did not sell the plays. He is back, and he actually got the start in this one. So maybe he's going to be their quarterback going forward. Seems like they've forgiven any of the allegations um, now that it's clear that he did not try to sell the plays. He played pretty well. I mean, he's still only like right above 50% complete yeah. since 24-44, but 243, um, no touchdowns, no interceptions. So at least he didn't turn the ball over uh, passing-wise. So maybe they can start getting something going, but they're 0-6. I don't know if they're going to get a win this season. I wouldn't put money on them. So, once again, Orlando's the worst team. Seattle, they're right in there, getting the playoff hunt, four-game winning streak, something to keep an eye out for. Yeah, I guess it just kind of goes to show how dysfunctional this Orlando team has been. I mean, how do you go out there and basically what's essentially a miscommunication and basically accuse your player of doing something so horrendous. Yeah. I mean, that that just kind of goes to show like how bad this coaching staff is in Orlando. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know who actually came up with the allegation to begin with, but what we do know now is apparently uh, Quentin Normandy told one of his friends who was on another team that he was inactive that week, and then somehow that got <laughs> strung out to be, oh, he's selling the playbook. Uh, yeah. When really, I mean, I guess you don't really want to tell an opposing team who's going to be playing and who's on the bench, but... That, there's a big difference. Yeah, there's a big difference between that and <laughs> giving the entire playbook. Yeah. Uh, and then let's kind of move on to the other Saturday game. Another um, interesting in the wrong ways. Uh, St. Louis at Vegas. Um, I'm going to be completely honest. This was a, a terrible game, and it was one the, another terrible showcase of the Vegas stadium. I mean, it, I, I saw like there, there a picture was floating around, and I, I, I have it somewhere. I legitimately saw two people say this: "Are they playing in a practice facility?" Yeah, it looks like it every time, and you know they haven't made any improvements. I mean, you can't really expect much um, improvements during the season to these stadiums. They need to look for another place to play, or they need to look to move the team somewhere. Yeah, I mean that's if if, if the XFL 
is around for a second season in this now third iteration. <laughs> now for St. Louis, you know, they, they come out with a win. Now they still have the uh, same record as uh, Seattle. They're both battling for one of those last uh, playoff spots. And St. Louis finally, I mean, it was against the Vipers, so I can't really say much, but they finally did not try to make a huge comeback. You know, yeah. they actually took care of business. They end up winning 29-6. to and even though the game was hard to look at, you did have A.J. McCarron, 23 of 29, 236 yards, three touchdowns. He played very well in this game, but it's also against one of the worst defenses. Yeah. So hopefully he keeps that going going forward if the St. Louis Battlehawks plan on getting into the playoffs because, like we talked about on the last show, there's really only one playoff spot that's really in contention right now, mm-hmm. and that's between Seattle and St. Louis. Yeah, and Vegas and, and another team we're going to talk about in a second, Arlington, they've, they've had some shakeups, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But I guess we're talking about players, but at the same time, some of this won't apply. So just kind of a heads up. And then San Antonio at Arlington, uh, not even a week later, these teams play against each other again. Uh, San Antonio wins this round uh, over Arlington. Yeah, final score, 15-9. to nine. This was not a very entertaining game for me. Um, if you're trying to improve, you know, your product and get more people to watch, you know, the, the games really haven't been the best lately. Yeah. Um, I mean, you did have um, the Seattle Sea Dragons Orlando Guardians game, which was competitive, but like St. Louis blew them out in what people – think is a practice facility i mean it's a it's a former baseball it's used for soccer like it's not a football facility yeah. and then you have this one where these teams have been playing pretty well and then this game it just it was not very entertaining so if you're trying to pull in more fans this wasn't going to do it and like san antonio had two quarterbacks in the game juan pass eight of 14 for 57 yards kurt binkert one of six two yards one interception they did have Traquez uh, Patrick, 15 carries for 82 yards. So that was their bright spot of the day. And then you look over at Arlington, and the internet's slow right now. Uh, but you look over at Arlington, they had uh, Drew Plitt, 10 of 16 for 163, one touchdown, one interception. And then Kyle Slaughter, 6 of 13 for 22 yards. And you're not really getting the type of quarterback play. Like, if you look at St. Louis, A.J. Mm-hmm. McCarron's played very yeah. well. Um, ben DiNucci at Seattle, he's played really well. And then at this game, this was just not good quarterback play. Yeah. And then, you know, for these people that some, – some of them are using this as like, I want to be in the XFL. But a bunch of them are still using this as like a last chance just to the NFL, what they can do, and they're not really taking advantage of it. Yeah. Uh, they're just not. And then let's move on to our final game. This was actually played on Monday. Uh, yep. This was Monday Night Football once again. The first Monday Night Football game of 2023. Yes. <laughs> uh, Houston at D.C. Uh, D.C. wins this. They remain the best team in all of the XFL. Yeah, so this was the game of the week, like how we built it up last mm-hmm. week. Both these teams, they're kind of the top of the XFL right now. 
DC still undefeated, six and zero. Houston, that's their second loss of the season, but they're only four and two, and they're leading in that division right there. And then final score was thirty seven twenty six. So this was the game that you wanted people to watch. Now it was mm-hmm. good they had it on Monday night. It was prime time. Hopefully, ESPN too. ESPN, well, the ratings yeah. are in. We'll talk about that in just a second. It's not yeah. great. <laughs> not great. Um, but this was a better product for people to watch um, for Houston. Uh, Brandon Silver's 10 of 17, 111 yards, no touchdowns, interception. And then Cole McDonald comes in. He goes 8 of 11, 194, one touchdown. Mm -hmm. Um, Then, you know, D.C., they have been playing extremely well all season. Jordan Tiamu, 19 to 31, 245 yards, two touchdowns. Derek King did throw one pass. It was complete, four yards. But they also, they've been the team that's kind of, been one of the only teams that's actually yeah. attempted to have a running game all season. And Abram Smith, 19 carries, 95 yards, and a touchdown. So D.C., just top to bottom, has been you know really well. Also, I'll throw out there, Lucky Jackson, five catches for 136 yards. Just a, a great performance from him. And, you know, the, I think the D.C. fans, the D.C. defenders fans are mm. probably the best uh, – well – St. Louis shows up for their games that are at home because they haven't had football. But the D.C. fans, they just seem more energetic. They're probably the most energetic fans. Well, they have to deal with Dan Snyder, so that that probably helps. Yeah, they uh, they let him know how they felt about Dan uh, during that game with some expletives thrown his way. (laughs) Uh, But let's talk about standings real quick before we move on, talk about different things. D.C., Top of the North still 6-0. and And then we have St. Louis and Seattle fighting for that second spot. Again, still 4-2. Uh, these teams, uh, it looks like basically it's that's week nine is going to determine this one all the way. And then you have the lowly Vipers just there, unfortunately. XFL South, uh, Houston now 4-2. and So maybe a little weak. Uh, Arlington might feel some blood in the water because they're only 3-3. Three and three. So something to keep an eye on. San Antonio is two and four, so they are quickly starting to fall out of of a possible second seed. And of course, Orlando, zero and six. So yeah, Orlando and Vegas, I think we can safely say, are not going to make a push for the playoffs. Yeah. Everybody else really can make it. And I just think you know, DC, they're obviously going to be in. Oh yeah. Um, Houston, I guess, could drop back, but. I think when they actually play against San Antonio and Arlington again, I think they're going to get it done. I think they're going to get back to how they were playing earlier in the year. Yeah, so a kind of uh, interesting look. And then let's talk about some ratings. So Orlando, Seattle, ABC, over the air, about 1 million people average. Okay, that's, yeah. And then FX and another ABC game hit before we really hit rock bottom. Vegas, St. Louis, FX. 371,000. So, yeah. yeah. And then Arlington, San Antonio, probably the second game of the week because I was going to probably determine playoffs. ABC, once again, I will let you take a guess on this one. On ABC, what, what, what time was it at? Uh, this was like 1 p.m. Eastern. 1 p.m. I don't know. I, okay, I'm, I'm a football guy, so like right. I would think it would probably be higher than what it is. So with the last one being like 300,000, I'd say this one get to 500 right. um, maybe. Uh, it was actually 2 o'clock our time, so 30 okay. games. Okay, so I'm going to go with 500. Oh, you're actually a little, you're a little lower. It's okay. actually uh, 75,000, just about. 
And finally, ESPN2 Monday Night Football, 371,000. See, and that was the best game of the week. And see, people weren't watching it, probably because they tuned into some of these other games yeah. and it hasn't been entertaining. Now, obviously, you don't have that big of a problem with, like, say, the NFL because, mm-hmm. you know, people are just so attached to their teams. But th- this league, a first year, unless you're, you know, say, unless you're one of the cities for these teams or, like, St. Louis, I guess D.C. I, I don't know how – you know, D.C. seems to have a pretty good fan base at the games, yeah. but I don't know how many are at home watching it on yeah. TV. It's, it, for me, it's basically St. Louis, D.C., and Seattle are basically the core markets, and that's it. Which yeah. When most of the teams are in Texas, and yeah. it seems to not be as well as the other, the other teams, but I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be real interesting because in, I believe, two weeks now, mm-hmm. the USFL is going to start, so that's going to be... We're getting close. It's like the last two weeks of the XFL season. Right. The USL is going to start. Are people going to be tuned into the XFL to see who makes the playoffs and who wins the championship? Or are they going to go back to the USFL, who had one season last year? Maybe they have more of a fan base that's already like tied to that team with the one season. We don't really know. Um, I'll probably be at that Birmingham Stallions game, but yeah. you know, I'll be I'll be keeping an eye on all the other stuff. Yeah, it, it's interesting. So. Speaking of kind of USFL and its return, we have a possible player coming back. Kyle Slaughter, of course, who's been with the Arlington Renegades uh, for a bit, uh, he was released yesterday. Uh, this is uh, everyone's kind of known. He's been very, he's kind of been an example of grass may not be greener, always on the other side uh, when it comes from to USFL to XFL. Uh, he is released. Uh, we'll talk about kind of the the kind of the aftermath of that, but. Do you think Kyle Slaughter goes to the USFL and where? I have a team in mind, but I want to hear you first. I mean, he could. It would just be, you know, who's – are they set on the quarterbacks that they already have? That's that's the first thing. And I don't really know. It would be easier if the USFL season had started. And, right. I, could, and I could see who might be struggling, who would be in the market for a quarterback. I'm sure somebody will pick him up, but I just can't really think of who exactly that would be right now. What, what were you, who were you thinking? Houston. Okay. I think the Gamblers are 100% a, a place where they need kind of a fresh QB. They've already had a change in coach. Uh, bringing in someone like Slaughter, I think he would be a perfect kind of fit for their system. Uh, and they haven't. They don't really have any QBs to me that stick out. Like, oh, this is kind of your uh, QB one. Like, I think he'd come in and probably take that spot with a little to no competition. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, once again, it depends on if you know the USFL wants him. You know, it's with all these with all these players. You know, if they're not taking advantage of the opportunity they already have. They might not get another shot, so we'll see if he's he's one of those guys that gets that shot. But we also have some teams who have already decided to trade some of their players within the XFL. We haven't really had a whole lot of that this year, but we do have one big name guy. Yes. Do you want to take it from there? Oh, oh, okay. All right. Yes, Luis Perez is going to the Arlington Renegades. Uh, in return, uh, it is. Uh, I always screw up the name, so let me pull this up so I don't. I don't screw it up. Okay, it is uh, Ryan Mueller, uh, who is a linebacker. He is going to Vegas in return. 
Uh, so I am very intrigued to see what happens with Perez. Again, another kind of former USFL guy. He's going now going in and into a very dry offense uh, when it comes to Arlington. So I, I don't. I personally, I don't think he's going to be able to be like the savior for the Renegades. I don't know. I honestly don't know why this trade was made. Yeah, I'm not really sure either, but. I will say, you know, he's he's kind of had those moments where it's like he looks like yeah. he did last year when he was in the USFL. Um, he did. I mean, in the USFL, he wasn't like just blowing everybody away, but he was more consistent than some of the guys I've watched. Um, and then, you know, he's played okay this year. He's had, you know, a couple of, like, a couple of good games like here and there, but he hasn't really been the most consistent. Yeah. Um, so, we'll see. I don't think... He's going to be, like you said, the savior. But will he be better than what they've had? It's possible. Yeah. Uh, I guess let's kind of move on to talk about the USFL because, again, we are rapidly reaching that April 15th date. And that means training camp has started. We've had some news out of that. But, first of all, we had two new jerseys to look at. Have you seen these, Adam, by chance? Or no, I, I, have, I haven't seen the jerseys yet. I've been paying too close to the XFL. Uh, so so uh, the Maulers released their fir- theirs first. Let me pull those up for you. Uh, again, they have changed from purple and orange to that black and yellow uh, look. So once I get that pulled up, let me show you. Yeah, they it's, were tired of being the only uh, team in Pittsburgh without black and yes. yellow. <laughs> Uh, so it, it is basically just uh, a recolor of last year's jerseys. I'll, I'll be completely honest. Uh, here's kind of a look at both the home and the ways. Okay, so they're not, you know, they're not too bad. Yeah. You know, at least they didn't just try to copy the Steelers' uh, uniforms yeah. exactly. Yeah, they, they do. They, they like you could tell a difference if you look at them. It's like okay, this is a, this is a Maulers uniform. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I don't have that. <laughs> But uh, let's see. I'm, I'm pulling up Memphis now for you. Okay. Now, I want you. To, I want you. You just saw the Mullers uniforms. I want you to re- see if you recognize any similarities between these two. I know. I know. I'm kind of already putting it out there, but these are these are the Memphis. Yeah. Ones. It basically looks okay. So besides the helmet, so if if nobody's looked at it, looked at either one of these uniforms so far. It's almost, on the basic uniform, it's almost like they just copied and pasted on the uniform. Yeah. So, for the home jerseys, um, for, for uh, Memphis right here, you know, they have their primary color and then their secondary color on, yeah. on the, the upper shoulder area. And then, you know, white pants. And then it's the same way with Pittsburgh. They have the black and then the yellow on the upper shoulder area. Uh, they do change the stripe on the helmet, so I guess that's different. Yeah. But it's... I would like to see a little bit more creativity with, yeah. with the uniforms. Yeah, Have a little fun with it. They're not the greatest. Yeah. Not, it's like uh, maybe maybe it'd be a little more unique. Maybe they just wanted to all look uniform since they're the uh, real football league. Uh, yeah, so let's talk, to talk about that real quick. So uh, the XFL got a little piece in the USA Today. Uh, there was one yesterday. I, did, I, I read over it. It was, it was kind of a little fluffy for me. But uh, they kind of had another one today also kind of talking about that. And we've talked about this real USFL ad before on the show. I mean, it was it was released. Of course, Fox had the Super Bowl, so they had a couple ads running about the USFL. 
And they, they had it basically an ad basically like, hey, real football is back. And I think it was eight weeks at the time. And, of course, it's been – they've ran it since in other events. It's been getting lower because we're getting so much closer. And now uh, the, the, the XFL's now finally been asked to face forward about it. And they give – instead of maybe saying, you know, you know, hey, you know, we, we disagree or something like that. It's just like, oh, we love competition. <laughs> and it's just like – I don't know. It's just like you, you had a chance to kind of maybe, I, I want to actually say dunk on the USFL because, you know, there, we, there's been no real big event where the USFL looks bad. But it's like, eh, it, it just it felt can't, if you kind of get what I mean from that perspective. Yeah, so, you know, e- both of these leagues, you know, they're in, they're playing in the spring. They obviously know they can't compete with the NFL. Are they going to be able to coexist? We'll find out a lot more in a couple of weeks once mm-hmm. the USFL and XFL are playing at the same time. But, you know, for spring football, most of them, they have mostly the same rules. They mostly play the same. All these players are looking for another shot. They're both real football. Like, it's not the NFL, <laughs> but it's, it's entertaining. It's real football. What I would say, if – is one going to survive or are they both going to fail? You know, we've seen it before with like the AAF and the XFL twice where they weren't able to succeed. Maybe, maybe they both can't survive because like we've seen, the ratings are already low. How is it going to be when there's, you know, more competition? Now, what I think would be interesting, and I don't think either one of them would go along with it, but before the merger for the NFL, mm-hmm. they had the NFL and the AFL instead of now right. it's the NFC and AFC and then that's how the first Super Bowls happened right but, but the, the common the thing is though again XFL's already started they're yeah. set, they're about to enter week seven yeah. see that's that's where it gets but like so back then it was like who's the real football league the NFL or the AFL they both had different styles of play but they had the same rules and stuff and then at the end the champion from each one would play and that's how the Super Bowl got started yeah. this one Obviously, the XFL wanted to start without the competition on TV, you know, where you might not even get the ratings you're getting right now. I just think it would be interesting if you wanted to capitalize on this is real football and this isn't, if you would have your champion play their champion. I don't know. It's probably not going to happen. I just think it would be cool. Yeah. Uh, Well, so uh, that's just all the USFL news. We're looking at week seven now of the XFL. Week Game one. It's on Friday, so uh, Seattle is at Arlington. We could see Luis uh, Perez start for the Renegades for the first time. That's going to be on FX. Uh, Seattle's going to win this, right? I mean, that's what I think. I mean, both these teams are just heading opposite directions. And Seattle, four-game winning streak. Now, they did not play their best this past week, and it was against Orlando, but they still came away with the win. So you could see if the struggles they had against Orlando happened in this game, mm-hmm. they might lose it. But I would still pick Seattle to win the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I gotta agree with you. I think Seattle is looking up, and I'm very interested to see how long they can keep up that winning streak for. I think it's going to go to five games at this point. Yeah. Uh, San Antonio at Vegas. I mean, basically two teams that are in a rut right now. Uh, you got to go with San Antonio, though, right? Yeah, uh, with Vegas, they only have the one win, and yeah. it was obviously <laughs> when they played the other worst team in the league, Orlando. 
I don't see Vegas really winning this game. San Antonio, they came out with a win. Like we said, though, San Antonio and Arlington did not play well this week at all. Yeah. So if Vegas wants to get a second win, this is the week to do it. You have it at home, but you also have no home foot advantage. Yeah. So I would still pick San Antonio to win this game. This could be the first week where no home team wins a game. Mm. Yeah, you, you have a point of that about that because guess what's next? D.C. at Orlando. Yeah, so you have the undefeated D.C. defenders right. against the winless Orlando Guardians. Now, is this the week <laughs> that Orlando gets that one? Are you saying trap game? I mean, it could be. I mean, I look, I still think D.C. is going to win the game, but it happens in every league where there's a team – Either they're the last undefeated team in the NFL or a college team, and then all of a sudden they play against this team that should not have a shot, and then somehow, some way, you get to the fourth quarter, and it's only a three-point game, and anything can happen. I'll still pick D.C. to win it. I'm not going to go throw some money on Orlando saying they're going to, you know, upset the do- the king dogs of the XFL, but it's possible. Mm. I'm still going to go with D.C. I don't think – out of those first three games, any of the home teams are going to win just because of how these teams have been playing, but we'll see. Wow. Interesting kind of somewhat prediction there. Uh, I'm going to go with D.C. still, of course. I mean, come on. It's Orlando. What, what can we truly expect from this? Yeah. So, wrap it up with the last game, St. Louis at Houston. I, I am... I, I, this is one that I could see either team winning. This is like 50-50. Yeah, yeah this is a toss-up. This would be the only game going in to where I would say the home team should win the game just because of, you know, how the team has played this year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's got to be some home foot advantage somewhere. I mean, we talked about D.C. We've talked about Seattle. We've talked about – um, St. Louis because those fans have just wanted football for so long. This game's obviously in Houston, but after Houston's hot start lately, I believe they lost like two out of the last three games. So I'm going to go with St. Louis in this one. Hopefully they take the same strategy of last week and scoring before the opponent does and not have to come back. I think St. Louis gets it done, and that would complete the away team sweep (laughs) of the week. Um, But, yeah, Houston, they got to figure something out. They they could still, even though they are number one in the south right there, right behind them, Arlington's at 3-3. The Brahmas are like 2-4, which they're kind of – it doesn't look like they're going to make it, but when it's four and two to two and four, anything can happen. Yeah, right there. It's too close. All right. Well, that just about wraps it up. We have, again, <clears throat> we are entering the peak. We're about to reach a point of where the XFL and the USFL are starting at the same time. We'll uh, be have a lot of <laughs> exciting stuff happening. But again, we're in Tuscaloosa, so it's going to be really interesting with Birmingham. We're going to try to be there in person, get you know, get to watch the, that game and any future uh, Stallions games and along with the Breakers. So uh, a lot of exciting things coming. But to end off this episode, I've been Carson Keel. Adam Hambright. And we'll see you next week. WVUA-FM, Tuscaloosa.